Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. All right, Kevin, uh, Arkansas, you have to say every game is important, always is important, but how important is this game for Arkansas to continue what they have really built up over the last two games, realizing Arkansas lost the game down in Mississippi State, but maybe if they execute down the stretch, they might have that one in their pocket. Well, of course, they had a couple of key players foul out in that game, which didn't help, but then they come back with a great effort down in College Station and beat Texas A&M. How important is it to uh, not just believe okay we can show up because we handled them pretty handily last time talking about missouri final score is kind of misleading only by eight but how important is this game for arkansas well uh i think all games matter you know not in the context necessarily of march madness at this point uh except that we know that you have a postseason tournament that whoever wins that gets an automatic bid so if you're if you for whatever reason if arkansas is able to consistently play the best it's it's best basketball of the season then then you start to get everything starts to get uh you get momentum you, the players are more positive the coaching staff's more positive um and we've seen eric Melsman turn teams around and so it would be a heavy lift arkansas right now tracking in the bottom four teams of the sec i think they're the 12th place right now of the 14 teams you'd have to finish 10th uh to not have that first round of, of games uh on, on Wednesday, and that would move you on to Thursday, and then you'd have to win four and four four games in four days. But that's less less of a task than, than winning five in five days. And so, I think these games matter just because you're trying to get consistently uh, play your play back, good enough basketball to win games. Arkansas is looking for its first two consecutive game winning streak in league play. So the Hogs are four nine. This is the fourteenth yeah. game out of eighteen. You're, so you're still building, you know, before you get to the SEC tournament, you got to prove you can string together back-to-back wins because you know you're going to have to do it there if you even want to talk about postseason. But even if you are, are goal-oriented, you know, knowing that maybe that's not a reality or not the best reality or not the most likely path, you, you're still trying to win games, obviously. It's better than the alternative. If you, if, if you don't think you can win them, um, that pretty much shows up in the course of a game, and we've seen Arkansas's body language better. We've seen them execute for longer stretches. You mentioned the, the big win at Missouri last time. I mean, Arkansas led by 23 points in that game. The final margin was 7-91-84. Uh, Arkansas did not have a good half defensively in that game. And so I don't think there's any opponent that Arkansas can afford to have two bad halves against and expect to win, not even Missouri. So they want to continue the progress. Let's face it, Arkansas, after starting 1-6, that matched the worst league start ever to the Pelfrey team in 08-09. Uh, they've since that time gone 3-3. Three and three. Now, they've been blown out a couple of times in there against Tennessee um, and, and LSU on the, ro- on the road, Tennessee at home. So, to, even with the 3-3, three and three, you're still not sure which of these Ar- which Arkansas, Arkansas team shows up. Now, back-to-back road games, both of them were quad one games. You lost a tight one where you led 
with a minute left at Mississippi State. Then you, you know, built a 10-point lead and held on and won by seven against A&M. Arkansas swept the Aggies this year. Um, but beyond, you know, again, they have Hogs haven't won back-to-back games. So, Randy, I think it's real important to not only win, but maybe to have a good game. And here's the other interesting dynamic for me. In previous seasons, when Mossman gets to a point, usually in league play, where he really drills down his rotation, and sometimes he has to change it a little bit because they started so slow in league play and then turn things around in a big way. So he's always had his own choosing on how to do the rotation. Lately, because of guys being injured, guys being out, and Devo Davis being in foul trouble so early, by default, he's been forced to drill down his rotation. And in, and in some ways, that seems to help. That seems to have helped. Letting guys play their, through their mistakes because you don't really have a choice. <laughs> you're down, you know, mm-hmm. you're kind of down on your numbers. And so I also find it interesting in Melsman's press conference yesterday that he's talking about guys like Trevor Brazil, who I, I said recently, I'd be surprised when we see him again. He's saying he was returning to practice and probably be, be back within the next three games at some point. Uh, Jalen Graham was going to try to practice today in preparation for tomorrow's game. Minifield was day-to-day. So it almost makes you wonder, those are good players, but the more that he has to consider uh, in terms of rotations, personnel, it has not seemed to work as well as it did when, by default, he didn't have any choices. I think that could also play a factor into it. Maybe it's a positive, but you never know. It might you know, be one of those situations where we're seeing 10, 11, 12, 13 guys in each half, uh, we haven't seen that lately, and that's because there's not been that many bodies available. Yeah, where well, you're sitting there watching the games thinking, are they better off with fewer players no matter who's missing? Uh-huh. Now, when uh, Trevon Mark went down, you thought, nope, better get him back if you can, and it was right. certainly good certainly good that he, he could. Do you think, Kevin, that we lose sight when it's all about the NCAA tournament it's all about how many wins you get. It's all about that. Do we lose sight of the fact that every game there are two competitive teams of athletes that go against each other, and that game is an entity into itself? And can we not just enjoy that game without thinking of all the long-term or short-term possibilities that go with it? Well, that's a great point. And I think because of social media, and, and athletics playing such a huge part in a lot of people's lives, they get so much information. They're inundated with all these different talking points. So I think fans now are kind of looking at multiple things. You know, what are we doing in recruiting right now? We know it's kind of its own sport. What, what, you know, what are, where is this season headed? You know, and I think all those things do become – it's easy to focus on the negatives and not just in you know, game to game say, okay, let's be better today. Let's continue. Maybe we get our second consecutive win. Build on that. You never know what might happen in the SEC tournament. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think sometimes people have already kind of given up. I think the media and looking at some of this stuff, could it, easily, it was easier to identify that Arkansas probably didn't have the pieces they've had in the previous three seasons where Melsman was able to rally, get everybody rallied around to, you know, find a winning path. And then now it was this time of year was about what's our seed going to be in the NCAA tournament and not how we're going to figure out a way to get in. So this is a different, this is, you know, kind of different uncharted waters relative to the previous three seasons here. And I think that adds to it too, Rick. I think fans have expectations. They get disappointed. And now it's harder probably to do what you suggested because the other stuff kind of 
you know, it's not in the backdrop. It's it's still kind of in the forefront. Well, it's amu- it's amusing that if you follow on Twitter and, and it's probably the same on Facebook and Instagram. I just happen to look at Twitter. It, how you know we take those posts even during the game. After five minutes, oh, hogs look awful. Oh, it's going to be terrible. Oh, this. Five minutes later, it's can you believe they're in the game? Five minutes later, hogs take the lead. Isn't that great? I mean, you get this. It's not only can we not only just enjoy the whole game. It's every few minutes we have to determine whether we're enjoying this or not. What? Isn't that? <laughs> well, that's true. And this, this is an Arkansas team, by the way, that's not really good at coming back. It, it's Arkansas win there's four league wins two against the Aggies they, they've done pretty well early in the game they're not they're not having to make up a ton of ground and the games were and then they've had games where they're competitive for the first half and get blown out in the second um so yeah but fans should understand you're, you're not going to see a pretty picture for 40 minutes with this Arkansas team it's just not going to happen it's hard to, for any team no matter how good they are to not have some bad patches here and there the difference here is fans don't have a lot of confidence based on the record that Arkansas can overcome adversity in games. And you saw on the road in two games in a row, even though Arkansas lost at Mississippi State, uh, that's a really good defensive team in Arkansas. Uh, its percentages in that game were well above what A&M, or excuse me, what Mississippi State typically does to teams. And the Hogs gave themselves a chance to win. Uh, at A&M, uh, I thought Arkansas took control. <laughs> in the fourth quarter, the last 10 minutes, is another way to say that. Um, and even though A&M got within a three-point deficit after Arkansas was up 10, the Hogs stretched that back out. I think Tremont Mark had a big play uh, on Arkansas's next position after it whittled down to three. Um, and Arkansas found one. Hang on, Kevin. That's we got to step away for a moment. That is Kevin McPherson been on his hoop scoop courtesy of... Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Well, Kevin, we talked about this just a little bit about Mitchell, but it sure seems like, obviously, you've got to continue to feed Traymond Mark but right now, if you want to go get maybe some crucial points in the paint or whether or not you want to, uh, if nothing else, you want to take your chances on fouling uh, Makai Mitchell, you can take your chances on him going to the free throw line because he's been red hot at the line as well. Uh, what a great one-two punch finally to have. You've got Mark who can shoot it from the outside. He can drive it to the basket, obviously, but... Mitchell has been dominant inside the paint uh, the last, gosh, X number of games, last five games, take out that Tennessee game, and he's been a man possessed. Last seven games, Randy, outside of the Tennessee game, so six out of the seven. You know, he had back-to-back double-doubles against uh, Kentucky and then that road win in Mizzou. Double figures in every game after that except for the Tennessee game was kind of a throwaway, and he was back to a double-double. Established career highs, 20-plus points each against Mississippi State and scoring 21 and, and 9 against the Bulldogs and then top that with 22 and, and 13 in uh, this win over A&M. So, you know, you mentioned that one, too. For so much of the season, Jamon Mark, the leading scorer, has been kind of the one consistent guy on offense. Wasn't necessarily a big stat sheet guy when he looked at rebounds and the hustle stats, 
He's also moved, improved in those areas. Now it seems like he's either blocking shots, getting deflections, getting steals. The other night he had a game-high five assists in addition to those 22 second-half points for game-high 26. Uh, talking about Mark. And so, yeah, you you know, it seems like, again, there's less competition on that front line with guys mm-hmm. out and Mekhi Mitchell's absorbing getting those minutes even though he's not starting. And we're seeing what he's been able to do. And, and it's not just the production in itself. They, they run so much through him in a picking. He goes shallow roll where if he gets the ball in the high post after, after a high screen and just rolls shallow, uh, he can pass out of that. He's a good passer out of pick and roll and dribble handoffs. And then he'll if there's a read, if he, if he screams, he'll pay attention to what the driver's doing on his shallow roll, and then he might read where defenders are, cut hard to the basket, receive a pass, and finish it at close range. Um, or he may reset a pick. Um, and, and you see guys like Tremont Mark, L. Ellis to some degree, even Taylor Fowle, Jeremiah Davenport. You've seen all of those guys engaged in, in screen game with him. Um, and we, we've seen Caleb battle these last two games in double figures. Now, he didn't have an efficient night uh, against the Aggies, but he did in the first half. He had 10 points. And, you know, sometimes it's not about the totality of work, but that was before Mark got going in the second half. And then you had, you know, Mitchell uh, doing his thing. And so you had even more than, than Mitchell and, uh, and, 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 and Mark production. You had Battle finishing with 15 points, five of six down the stretch at the line to help ice that win. And then the one guy I have thought, forever that needs to be getting its consistent minutes and be part of this rotation is Layden Blocker. Uh, he, he's still a work in progress and understanding how to play at this level, but man, his effort plays, his hustle plays, his disruptiveness, uh, the things he brings to the floor uh, are things that Arkansas likes overall with all these veteran guys. Somehow, got a collection of guys that not always the, the toughest and, and scrappiest on 50-50 balls. Well, he's the answer to that. And I thought he was huge in that win. In fact, he had a game-high box score plus 17 with some nice stats to go with it. He's been playing at – both of them have been playing pretty much at an all-conference level. I realize you talked about the last seven games for Mitchell. But, uh, boy, since – seems like his minutes have gone up, so has his production gone up. And uh, I think it's a lot, lot to be said. Uh, Kevin, you mentioned this earlier, being able to play through your mistakes. Uh, you don't tend to look over your shoulder as much. I forget what player, Rick, you, you may – I can't remember if it was U.S. Reed, but when Coach Sutton, uh, if you didn't prove it in practice, uh, that you could hit a certain type of shot, if you took a shot that he didn't think uh, that you should take, then uh, – Come to the sidelines, yeah. He'd mm-hmm. take – he get the hook out in a hurry, and uh, U.S. made one. I think I think it was about twenty footer back then, uh, and you could almost see the hook getting ready to come out until the ball went to the net. <laughs> but um, that's kind of like it's been with Coach Musselman. Battle would take some ill-advised threes, and if he took two of them in a row, he was coming out. And uh, now some of these guys are able to play through those mistakes. All right, Kevin, have a great weekend. We'll talk with you uh, next week. That's Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Thanks again to Fence Brokers, Chris Walker and company.